0: It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. It's still July, but we are beginning our football preview to accommodate me trying to uh, leave and That's be right. unavailable That's
1: for right. 10 days. Yes, it's, it's the beginning of the, well, I guess on recording at least, the second annual Ben and Matt football preview mega extravaganza.
0: I believe this would be year 18 overall.
1: Uh, I think so, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we haven't always been so formal, uh, you know, certainly for probably a good decade or so, we've been uh, kind of doing this just among ourselves, um, but yeah, this is this is year two, right, of us putting it on recording, or is it year three?
0: I believe it's Starting year three of us recording. Is it recording? year three?
1: Okay, okay, yeah, I think it is, it, for college, and we couldn't do NFL two years ago, because I was limited by my work affiliations. So yeah, last year we went we went mega big, but yeah, this is I think you're right, year three of overall.
0: For those of you who are new to the podcast or who don't pay close enough attention to care about how this works, uh, we are going to preview the non Pac-12 power conferences first. We're going to also do ASU and the Pac-12 along with our uh, champions uh, and postseason awards as a separate podcast there will also be an nfl preview that's usually split into two and yep. and then finally we'll do the asu game by game breakdown which to the extent there is an annual tradition that
1: that is that is our, our true annual on. tradition yes yes i think that is one we've been doing for quite some time since we started at asu at least so uh yes yes uh, so yeah we'll we'll break this up we'll uh Probably finish it up the you know end of August, uh, right before the ASU opener on September 1st. But uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start as you said with the power conferences. That's not the Pac 12, and of course, probably get into this more next week, but uh, or next time we talk. But you know, hopefully that's not going to become you know just the way it's referred to as the power conferences, and we're not including the Pac 12. But we don't even have to mention it. We're not there yet. Last year was was a bad step for the Pac 12. Hopefully a bounce back this year. But we'll. We'll get into that more down the road.
0: Uh, Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott did say that bowl record is not indicative of conference health for football, which is good because if it was, we'd be dying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and, and I kind of agree with him. I mean, like, I'm not a big Larry Scott fan, as you know. I, I kind of agree in the sense that too much emphasis is put on bowls when the majority of the bowls mean nothing. Um, you know, I, if you if you went 1-8 um, and eight, but you had two teams in the playoff, that would that would be a whole different story. The fact that you didn't hit a team in the playoff for the second time in four years—that's um, where the concern comes in for me. Uh, you know, the, the you know losing losing the Sun Bowl as ASU did, or the Vegas Bowl, or you know games that really ultimately are just exhibitions. I don't put a ton of stock in that, but nonetheless, one and eight still sticks out like an ugly number, and it and it goes along with the whole season, really.
0: What we're going to do, though, before we get into the Pac-12 on the Future Later podcast is talk about the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, and SEC. We'll give you our picks, we'll give you some insight, and we'll try to get out of here in a reasonable amount of time. My dad, who listens infrequently, let's say, to the podcast, uh, suggested that our podcasts are too long, which my response was, it's free, you only listen to to 10 minutes anyway— (laughs) <laughs> and you can listen to it on one and a half speed if you want to get through it fast. Right,
1: so, right. I mean, we're not doing this to really uh, you know, educate. We're, we're kind of just recording our own conversations. And so, hey, if you want to listen to 20 minutes of it, listen to 20 minutes of it. I know that's what my mom does too. I don't think she's ever listened to an entire one, but she listens to the first 10 or 15 minutes, and that's all right.
0: Yeah, look, as they say on some of those ESPN ones, just download it. You don't have to listen. Just download exactly, it so we yeah, get credit yeah. for you downloading it. That's right. Um, that's right for yeah, the yeah. sales and marketing that we don't do for the advertisers right, exactly. we don't have.
1: Right, right, right. I mean, basically, we've been having these sports conversations for about 10 years now since since you left Tempe on the phone. And, and uh, a couple years ago, you had the idea of recording them, and that's that's what we're doing. Uh, but the format really hasn't changed much.
0: So let's dive in. Let's talk about the ACC where uh, the favorite, as picked by the media, is Clemson, which makes sense because they are the jewel of the conference right now. Obviously, last year, you had some strong feelings about Florida State, which got derailed immediately by DeAndre Francois' injury. Yeah. Um, I think that Florida State's probably the biggest threat to Clemson, uh, certainly in the Atlantic Division.
1: In that division, yeah, I would say – But I don't think they're much of one. Uh, Like I mean, to me, uh, uh, there's a few divisions we're going to talk about, and and this is one that I would be really surprised. I mean, you know, there's always the potential for surprise in a 12-game season. You know, it's it's a short sample, and so somebody gets hurt, you have a cold streak. But, boy, if Clemson doesn't win this division, it would be a, a shocker to me, just given the talent they've got coming back.
0: Looking around, after Florida State, you get to NC State, Boston College, a Louisville team that was centered around a guy who's no longer there right. who's gone yeah yeah <laughs> And then some good, some good programs i mean you know there's there's i think NC
1: state and boston college are both teams that are capable of maybe winning you know eight or so games um, you know being being pretty good teams louisville's probably a bull team you know i mean yeah they 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 weren't great with lamar jackson and having him gone is going to expose even more of their flaws Lake Forest isn't bad. I mean, they, they they came alive last year and all of a sudden had a great offense. So it's a it's a solid division, but I don't feel like there's anybody who is capable of really beating out Clemson on a. They could lose one game like they did last year, um, but you know over the course of the whole season, I I can't see it.
0: I do think that if Francois is healthy, I'm curious to see what Willie Tiger can do with the Knowles. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he gets Cam Akers back who not for nothing, set the freshman rushing record for Florida State. Yeah,
1: he's very good, yeah. I mean, and, and, uh, you know, the the question about Francois is if he is healthy, is he the quarterback? Because, you know, James Blackman came on at the end of last year. Um, You know, he had a rough beginning playing as a true freshman, but he he showed some promise at the end of the year and obviously brand-new coaching staff. So you figure both guys are kind of starting – even there's there's no built-in bias toward francois um and he's had a rough off season you know he's had he's had some you know questionable decisions really dating back to the end of last season he didn't show up for the last game uh you know he didn't show up for the meeting when fisher said he was leaving Uh, He you know he got in some legal trouble nothing major but it could have been major so it's it's been a bumpy uh you know six to eight months for him since the end of the year He's, you know, he's not guaranteed that job. I don't think.
0: When we flip over to the Coastal Division, uh, the favorite is Miami and Mark Richt. I'm going in a different direction. So if you want to talk about Miami, now's your opportunity because I always seem to undervalue them, and I'm doing it again this
1: year. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I do, I have Miami because I. It's it's not so much that I think they're overwhelming. I don't think they're a playoff contender, really. I mean, in the sense that if you get to your conference title game, I suppose you got an outside chance. And I am picking them to win their division. But to me, this conference is is one true playoff contender, and it's Clemson. And we're not picking our playoff teams yet, but I'm I'm, you know obviously going to show my cards a little bit as we go through these conferences. And uh, you know, Clemson to me is just loaded, having that defense back, and Miami, you know, should be good. Um, but I I don't ultimately think they can, you know, I mean, can they beat Clemson in a one-game scenario? Maybe, but I I don't think they, I think it could be a lot like last year's game where, you know, Clemson is just much the better team if they end up beating.
0: When we started doing these previews, I usually come in with very middle-of-the-fairway, safe (laughs) takes. I don't have one for the Coastal Division because I I know Virginia Tech lost Jared Evans to the NFL Draft, and I know it surprised everyone. He was their quarterback. He's their leading rusher. Justin Fuente built programs with guys you've never heard of, turned them around, and made them great, and it usually happened in year three. I know. Yeah. I know. He's He lost more guys than they were expecting to lose. They've had right. a whole bunch of turnover. It, it's Insane to think in Blacksburg, there's going to be such a quick turnaround. I don't care. I'm taking Virginia Tech to win the Coastal. I don't think it's
1: insane. I mean, you know, I I, in in looking at this, I I debated Virginia Tech or Georgia Tech. Um, Those were the two teams I kind of looked at as well as Miami and thought, you know, all right, reasonably, I could make an argument. I think for any of them. Georgia Tech's always interesting to me because of their style. They've had some really good years and some really bad years. You know, in the last few years, I mean, they went to the Orange Bowl. I think four or five years ago, um, and then a couple of years ago when they had a ton of expectations, they went three and nine. Uh, you know, so you don't know what you're going to get with them, but they're always tough. And Virginia Tech is, is uh, you know, it's, it's Beamer's gone, but they have that same feel of a team that just uh, just hangs around, and and you know, it's kind of like if you if you're watching a golf tournament and the guy who's just kind of hanging around on that second page of the leaderboard but he's only a couple shots back and you're thinking okay until this guy really falls out of it i'm not writing him off that's virginia tech every year you know until they lose three or four games you feel like uh, they, they still got a chance to make some noise
0: yeah and, and it's still a tough place to play it just is it
1: is a very tough place yeah yeah and and you know josh jackson's a good quarterback he, he uh you know he started last year um uh, you know and i know he had some he had some bumpy things in the off season too with his academics, but I guess he's cleared. Uh, you know, so they've, they, they lost some defensive guys. I think till I think they lost one or two to the supplemental draft and they've had some attrition. I don't know. You know, I don't remember all those specifics, but, uh, they've, they've lost some personnel they Didn't expect to lose, but, uh, you know, they're, they're always good. Very tough place to play. And, um, a fun, a fun opener that I'm particularly looking forward to against Florida state down in Tallahassee. Uh, you know, those are, those are the teams I think are the second best things to visit. And so we'll, we'll see how they stack up on uh, week one.
0: Should be fun. Um, let's, let's move on. I assume you've got Clemson. I, I've got Clemson winning I, the conference title
1: game. I, I do have Clemson and yeah, I mean, uh, okay. So I got to give you one thing on Clemson. You tell me what you think. We didn't talk about him too much. I believe, if not by opening day, very early in the year, that their starting quarterback will be Trevor Lawrence, the true freshman. I think Kelly Bryant is a nice, good quarterback, but I don't think they can win a national championship with Kelly Bryant. I think that was kind of proven last year in the Alabama game. They needed somebody to step to the plate, and he wasn't there. And I think looking ahead, they measure themselves on can they beat Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, teams like that. I don't know that they can with Kelly Bryant, but I think Trevor Lawrence gives them that potential.
0: I think that you will see a, a very stunning change of quarterback because they won't have lost if that happens. If you're right, yeah. it will be very yeah. surprising because they won't have lost. It'll be yeah,
1: and and I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the opening day starter. I really wouldn't. I mean, I, I think I think Dabo Sweeney's a bold coach, of winning a national title gives you that ability to be bold and and uh you know there's other programs that are talking about starting true freshmen that we'll talk about and and I don't believe it'll actually happen because I don't think those coaches have the stones to do it I think Davo Sweeney does and I think if he if he's looking at, at this team with this this defense coming back that is so good I mean to have this much talent coming back on your defensive lines unheard of when three of those guys probably could have been first you know first or second round picks in the NFL draft and they all came back um you've got a chance. This is, this is a team that's good enough to win a national title. And honestly, do you believe Telly Bryant is good enough to do that? And I, you know, he had a great year last year. He's good enough to win the ACC, but if you get into a playoff game against Alabama or Georgia again, can you, can you count on him? I'm not sure you can to make enough plays. And, you know, yeah, Lawrence is a freshman, but boy, the raves about him are off the charts and, and he looked great in the spring and I think, you know, the idea that let's let's get him let's get him in there and get him ready for January, because that's that's where their season's gonna be defined in all likelihood. Well, how do they do, you know, January first and if they make it to the title game?
0: The only hesitation I have, because I think all of your points are right, the only hesitation I have is their defense is so good that they are the kind of team that really could just use a Trent Dilfer-type game manager. And a freshman has more likelihood of making mistakes to try to be mistakes.
1: And, and you're right. I mean, that's that's the flip side of that argument, is do you feel like you can win with a serviceable quarterback? And, and look, Kelly Bryant had a really good year last year. I'm not knocking him. But when they needed him in the, in the Alabama game to make some plays, he wasn't able to make those plays. And I just wonder if you look at that, and the, the comparison I always think of in that regard is Alex Smith and the 49ers. And they got to that NFC title game, and they were in a close battle, and he couldn't make any plays. And they had plenty of chances to win that game. And I always felt like the next year when Harbaugh went to Kaepernick, that played a role, that he felt like, I've got a guy who's now capable of making those plays when I need it. Alex Smith just isn't. Nothing against Alex Smith. He just He's not a high-end guy. I wonder if this is a similar scenario. Maybe. It's... I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, I You know, the Lawrence kid has, has been on the radar for about three years. I mean, since he was a sophomore in high school, he was getting a lot of buzz. Um, you know, figured, a lot of people figured he might end up at Georgia, you know, because he's from there, but he went to Clemson. And, and uh, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, we've talked about it. They've had, I think, three scholarship quarterbacks leave because you just feel like the, tr- the train is coming through for Trevor Lawrence. He's going he's gonna to own that job for a period of time whether it's this year or next, it's going to happen soon enough.
0: Yeah. Well, teams with consistent quarterback play usually uh, build something, and since they're already starting high, I I think that in the next four years or three, if he's really so good he's going to leave, um, you can expect that there's not going to be much of a drop-off at Clemson.
1: No. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think he's a guy who has – you know, potential to, to be a Heisman candidate with the way they play offense. He's going to put up numbers. Better athlete than people kind of gave him credit for. I mean, he's not Deshaun Watson, but he can run and get a, a really good passer, too. They got good receivers. They got their left tackle back. I mean, to me, I'm, I, it's not, I'm not hiding it. I'm very, very high on Clemson. And, I, I, you know, either way, I think they're good enough to get to the playoff, but I think to win a title, they might need to have him ready to go.
0: This is where my dad thinks we should have an ad. I don't, I don't okay. have one. I've got nothing. We don't have one. But yeah, if yeah. I did, I would put it here. I would, I would be like, we'll be right back to talk about right. the Big Ten. And then we, you and I would banter about you know mail order food delivery right. or the kind of mattresses <laughs> that just unfold themselves or a watch company that expanded into sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, but we don't have that. So we're just going to move on and talk about the Big Ten. Okay, I'm ready. This feels homery, and I didn't go there, but it's my home now. Yeah, I think the Badgers are going to be really good. I, I think they will. I, yeah, I think I... that Alex Hornibrook's going to make the jump that they need him to make to to protect the ball. Their running game has been good since Ron Dane and Paul Christ is yeah. you know, a direct descendant of the Barry Alvarez. You know, coaching philosophy that right. You run. The rest of the Big Ten West is weak, and yeah, and so I think the Badgers have a real shot to be, you know, eleven and one heading into the conference title game.
1: Yeah, their schedule is, is a bit tougher at Big Ten wise than last year, isn't it? Because last year they missed last most year they of the good teams from the East. This year, I'm looking. They go to Michigan. They go to Penn State. So yeah, I mean they've got, and they do Michigan State and Ohio State, but they go two road games there against against two of the better teams in the East. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean I agree. I think they're the best team in the division. I think that division is is um, getting better. I think Purdue's getting better, and I'm I'm in on the Nebraska bandwagon. Uh, I'm getting You're my ticket early. You're all Scott Frost. I am. I am. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen this year, but I I think big leap potential in, in, you know, nineteen twenty 20, um, something like that. I think he, you know, he did it at UCF year two. It was, it was undefeated. I don't know if he can, you know, go undefeated in year two, but I, I think they'll progress this year. And I think next year I look for a big leap from them. But yeah, I, I think Wisconsin's the best team in the West, um, you know, by default in some ways there it'll be tougher. I believe than last year. I think Iowa's solid. You never know what you're going to get with Iowa. Iowa has years where they're you know eleven and one, and years where they're six and six, and and you just don't know. Um, but I think they're decent. I think Purdue's get better, and, and Northwestern's decent. I mean, it's a it's a it's a solid division. But th- as far as the top end goes, I think Wisconsin is the clear favorite.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Northwestern's okay. I think Iowa will be. I think Iowa will finish second, but almost by default. Yeah. Um, you know that it's a it's a pretty big rebuild for Scott Frost. He, he's it is, good. It is. He's it's a good coach. A he's a good motivator. He's a good recruiter. He's shown all of that. Yeah, um, yeah. You don't
1: do getting, it in one year.
0: He's, in gonna get get just, all, he's gonna get all. of the benefit of the doubt at Nebraska.
1: Sure. Today. So sure. And, and and you got to give him some time. I mean, it's a uh, it's again. You know, you don't have one year turnarounds in football very often. Almost, almost never. When you go from a losing season to contending for a conference title. That just doesn't happen and especially in a big conference when you're going up against established teams like Wisconsin, you know, even Iowa and what they've done over the years. Um, it's gonna take a little bit take a little bit of time. A little bit of time, but a bit of time. But I don't think it can happen fairly quickly, but not this year. I think they they could be a bold team this year. They're another team I expect to play a true freshman quarterback. Um, if not right away, most of the year. Adrian Martinez is the big recruit that he brought in and uh, he lit up the spring game there, so you know the fans are in love with him already. And, um, I, you know, I think why not? You know, if you're if you're in a rebuild, you might as well let the kid play and, and have him hopefully ready to go in 2019.
0: The Big Ten is the only Power Five conference that doesn't release a media poll on its own. Right. So, Cleveland.com which I believe was the Plain Dealer's official website. But Cleveland.com yeah, so. does, has basically taken over and does the media poll. Okay. Illinois finished dead last on every voter's poll.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, I, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue that. I, you know, We just talked about several other teams in that division. I do think, you know, Purdue with, with Jeff Brom could be pretty good. Uh, Minnesota, eh, you know, I mean, they got some excitement at least with PJ Fleck. It's it's a ways away, but it, you know, there's some buzz there. Um, Illinois is going nowhere, and I, I like Lovey Smith. I think Lovey Smith got a raw deal, getting fired in Chicago after a, a winning season and doing everything he did there. I think he got pushed out of Tampa too quickly as well. But this hire has been disastrous, and it, it's probably not going to last much longer.
0: On the East, though. That That's where the intrigue is. Uh, Ohio, oh, yeah. Ohio yeah, State, I, Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan.
1: Yeah, I, I think all four of those teams, you could make a good argument, could be playoff teams. And and there's no other division that comes close to that, I don't think, you know as far as the depth at the top. Um, I mean, any other division in football, I can't come up with really maybe more than two that I think could legitimately make the playoff. This one, I could see any of those four making it.
0: Is the other one the SEC West?
1: No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, there isn't one that's close. I mean, the SEC West, I could maybe come up with two.
0: That's what I but, meant. Is that the one where you have oh, two?
1: two? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Okay, two. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we'll get there, but not realistically, no. I mean, you could make an argument, but um, yeah, I just, this one's tough. Now, I've, I've, you know, I've got my pick, and you can probably guess what it is. Based on things we've talked about over the last few months, but it is a tough division, and, and uh, all four of those teams are good enough, I think, to be in the you know in the playoff mix. They won't all be because you know they're going to beat each other up, but it wouldn't shock me if any of the four or or multiple of the four end up in the playoff at the end of the year.
0: I think one of the concerns is all four of them are very good, but could you not see Wisconsin splitting on the road between Michigan and Penn State? And then each of these teams splitting and going either one and two or two and one
1: against each you other. You could, you could, yeah. I mean, that's the that's the concern is is there anybody that can separate from the pack? I think there's two that can, um, and and it'll play into my projection. Um, but it's not a wide
0: margin. Uh, I I think there's two that are a little bit better than the other two. Okay. Well, I'll go first then. Okay. I, I think that. My two and your two are going to be completely the opposite. I think Ohio okay. State and Michigan State, whereas I, I'm willing to wager Michigan is on your list of two.
1: It is, but it's not completely the opposite because mine is Michigan and Ohio State. Okay, um, I, I think those are the two best teams. I, I really, I got high, high hopes and high expectations for Michigan this year. I know everybody. The tide turned last year, and I don't quite know why. I guess it's just the world we live in nowadays that, you know, everybody decided it was fun to pile on Jim Harbaugh and, and you know, snicker and laugh and say, oh, look at how Jim Harbaugh's failing. He hasn't really failed. Um, they, had a, they had a bumpy year last year, but it wasn't like they went five and seven. I think they won eight games. Like, it, you know, it could have been worse. Um, and they didn't have good quarterback play, and I do believe they, they will have much better quarterback play with Shea Patterson they have a heck of a good defense coming back. Maybe one of the best in the nation, I think, you know, top to bottom. Good coaching on defense. I mean, they will be tough defensively. They got their running backs back. They got their top receivers back. Like, it's it's time. They got the quarterback answered, or at least they should. And it's, it's time for them to make the big push up the board. Eight wins was okay last year. I, in my mind, it's not going to be okay this year.
0: He and Urban Meyer are probably the top two recruiters and biggest personalities in the conference. Um, And I think that their different styles and personalities uh, really contribute to that rivalry and and make it fun. Because I think that they legitimately can't stand each other. I think so. It's like a I mean, high-level like, Rich Rod Todd Graham situation. I think so,
1: and 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 let's not also. I mean, I like Jim Harbaugh. I'm not a big Urban Meyer fan, but let's not ignore that they both think very highly of themselves. They are two of the more arrogant characters in all of sports, definitely in college football. Uh, you know, and so yeah, the, the combine the fact that they both think they are the best thing going, and they don't like the other. And, and the natural rivalry between the two schools, anyway. Obviously, and it's it's fun. And I think there'll be a lot on the line when they play at the end of the year. I think you'd be looking at the game for the division title, and uh, you know, playoff berth for one or both of them potentially.
0: I have Ohio State against Wisconsin in the conference title game, and I've got the Badgers winning.
1: Okay, well, I got Michigan. As I probably alluded to, and I got Michigan winning. I think this. I think this is the year uh, that that Harbaugh breaks through. He beats Ohio State. He beats Michigan State, which he's already done once. But you know, they lost to him last year in kind of embarrassing fashion. Um, I think I really I'm high. It's super super high on Shea Patterson. You know that I've not. You know, can't hide those cards. If I wanted to, you know it all too well. Um, think he's going to really benefit from being coached better. No knock on the Ole Miss system, but it just – it wasn't – I mean, we saw it. They were not a very well-coached team. Matt Luke's a popular guy there. He's an alum, and he came in and, you know, he helped out in a bad situation. That was not a very well-coached team. And I think it'll be a totally different approach that he gets this year that will really help him.
0: The fact that he's going to get to play is also a big deal.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was um, – I think a, a few a few months ago we talked and I alluded to, you know, hey, I've, I've kind of, uh, you know, I've got picks in mind, but I need to know, you know, some things that are still yet to play out. Well, that was it. I needed to know if he was going to be eligible to play this year because, you know, without him, you're looking at the same issue there of not having, I think, you know, good enough quarterback play. Now I think they will have it. Um, I think Ohio State's really good, and when we get to our playoff picks, I'm still considering putting both of them in the playoffs. Um, because I think that's a possibility to see that happen, and and the other two teams are good too. Don't get me wrong. Michigan State I think is very good, and, and we shouldn't. Neither one of us, you know, has really singled out Penn State. You know, Penn State's building something good. They recruit very well. Yeah, they, they lost a lot, Saquon Barkley and uh, Mike Jacecki and their top receiver uh, and Hamilton I believe was his name. You know, I mean, they, they lost a lot on offense, but they should still be pretty good, and and they've got something good going there that you know could be good for a while
0: now would be another transition ad. But this time, you actually set me up to say something. If you like this content, stick around, because you'll find out who Matt thinks makes the playoff during our Pac-12 and postseason preview. And you'll find out if he picks Michigan and Ohio State or some other combination of teams. uh, I haven't married
1: myself to all four playoff picks, but you can, again, you know, if you're listening, you can probably figure out a couple uh, that I've already kind of given away.
0: Yeah, I've got... uh, I've, so far, we've announced two of my playoff teams, I believe. But As have
1: I. Yeah, yeah. At least two.
0: And again, possibly
1: I'm true. still thinking about a third. Yeah, I, I think uh, the scenario that, that to me makes the most sense of getting two teams from the same conference is they are not they don't play in the conference title game. That's what we saw with you know SEC last year. I think losing your conference title game is a hard thing to overcome and get in the playoff the next week. Or the next day, really, when you you know when you're talking about picking the teams, yeah. um, but not playing end. at all,
0: not <laughs> playing at all. Apparently, yeah, and and that is the scenario I could see. Obviously, Michigan
1: and Ohio State can't both play in the title game, which opens the door for whoever you know loses to potentially you know just sit at home that weekend and let things happen for them.
0: On the Big Twelve, to be the man, you have to beat the man. Yeah. And Oklahoma is the man. But Oklahoma lost Baker Mayfield, who went number one they overall. Did. They replace him with Kyler Murray, who ASU fans all know from <laughs> the brief uh, doubt yeah. he had at a and yep. yep. where he basically looked like a video game character running around on our team. Running the ball,
1: yes, yes.
0: Uh, unfortunately for Oklahoma, he's also – signed almost a $5 million deal with the Oakland A's after the draft. They're letting him come back for fall to play football at the Sooners, which I believe Lincoln Riley said was part of the deal by by having him transfer there. I know they got him. I know they've got Rodney Anderson who rushed for 1,100 yards coming back. They're going to be much more run heavy than they were last year. They'll still be spread, but I think the focus will be on the zone read out of it. Um, but I'm not picking them.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: I I, I think that they're going to have the best regular season record, but the team that I think finishes second is who I have winning the conference title game. Okay. And I I did some looking at Texas with Tom Herman, and, and I think that their defense is going to be good, but their, yeah. their inconsistent quarterback play limited their ceiling last year, and it's the same two guys this year. It is. So my pick to win the conference title is the West Virginia Mountaineers and okay. a healthy Will I, Greer. They were seven yeah. and three last year when Greer was playing. Oh, and three without him. I I, I, th- I like think they pick. can do this. I think Holgersson's yeah. ready. I think they can do this. I'm taking West Virginia over Oklahoma in the title game. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I I, I do like the pick. Um, I, you know, they. Uh, you're right. I mean, I think Will Greer could be, um, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He's not my Heisman pick, but I do think he could be on that, on that radar for most of the year. Um, think he could be a, you know, a, certainly an NFL draft prospect, a little older, which will be interesting. You know, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's been in college for, it seems like forever, um, you know, with Florida and back and forth and all that, you know, so I don't know how he'll be viewed in the NFL light, but, uh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they, they got a chance. I am wary of them for the same reason I'm wary of a lot of Big 12 teams, and that is their, their seemingly uh, patchwork defense, which I know is just status quo for the Big 12. Um, but, I, I mean, I watched it with Oklahoma last year, uh, you know, in, in person. I saw it with Oklahoma State. God, I mean, if Oklahoma State had any kind of defense, they should have won the Big 12 last year. But they couldn't make any stops when they had to, uh, as, you know, especially in the Oklahoma game. Um, and, and you know, so I'm, I'm a little wary of both of them and, o- and Oklahoma for the same reason, because none of those teams can seemingly play any kind of defense. Um, and so leading in, I'm taking Texas. Their
0: uh, I, defense I think is going can, to be good.
1: They're... I do. I, yeah. Yeah. I think defensively they can be they can be one of the best, if not the best in the conference. And I think um, I hope this is no knock on Shane Bouchelle. I like Shane Bouchelle. He did a nice job as a freshman. He's not a good fit for this offense, and and I hope they just put in Sam Ellinger and let him go. He showed promise. He made mistakes, but he was a true freshman. True freshman make mistakes, um, and just just let him play. He he brings another spark to the team that that Buchel just can't because he can't hold up physically. He can't take the the physical toll that, that this offense asks with the quarterback having to run the ball a lot. He got hurt too much last year. And I think they just need to they just need to, you know, go forward with Ellinger and let him be the guy. It's
0: analogous to the Stanford teams when Harbaugh first got there where they zigged when everyone else zagged. You yes. know, they they're, they're yes. going defense. They're going to try to stop you from scoring. You know, yep, much like yep. in the and Pac-12 they, in that era where it was everyone was trying to score 60 right. and Harbaugh was like, we're going to score 24.
1: Right. And we're <laughs> going to hold you to 20. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it worked. And it's still working for them. You know, all these years later, they're still pretty good. Um, and and yeah, I, I think that they, I, I, you know, I'm not going to say I'll be disappointed if they don't win the Big 12. It's only year two under Herman, But I do think they made strides last year at the end. They played well in the bowl game. Which for them, I think, man, you know, bull games are different. I, you know, I just talked about how they're exhibitions, and they are. But for certain teams, they matter. Um, and a young team with a new coach, uh, you know, that needed a boost, that was a good boost for them. Um, and, uh, you know, and I'm just, I'm a little, I'm a little uncertain about Oklahoma with the, with the Murray storyline. Like, um, how is he as a passer, first of all? Uh, you know, we, we've not, we, when we saw him at A&M, he wasn't a very good passer. Now it's been a couple of years since we've really seen him play has he really fixed that enough to be a threat as a passer? And then, you know, the, the fascinating storyline is, is he all in? Um, you know, when, when the first sign of adversity comes, will the, will the pressure get to them a bit? There's going to be a lot of eyes on them of, you know, well, if he's already got this you know safety net then another sport, is he really all in with football or is he just kind of going through the motions? I don't know. I've, I mean, I don't know the kid at all. I'm not pretending to, but it'll be a, an interesting storyline to follow.
0: One of the things to me that's not exclusive to him but very unique to his situation is he gets this massive signing bonus but is still a college player and and still a college student-athlete. As as opposed to most guys who when you sign your big bonus, you're you're done and you're You're a professional now and that's what your life is. You know, the A's – probably wouldn't have been able to do this without making the deal that he could go back to Oklahoma for the year. But that's a big risk. I I don't think that there are – I'm sure he's got good people around him. I'm sure there's good infrastructure at at Oklahoma and with the A's to make sure that nothing crazy happens. But to go from having to live on your $1,600 a month scholarship check to having four point whatever million dollars in the bank – it, you know, he's not going to be eating Taco Bell and no, he's
1: you not, know, living you know, in the dorms. And, 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 <laughs> and, 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 you know, the comparison to like, well, you know, yeah, you know, guys have this kind of feel all the time when they know they're headed to the NFL. Well, that's a different one. You don't have the money yet. Two, you know, you're playing football to continue playing football. So if, if you're talking about, you know, uh, Ed Oliver at Houston, you know, he's kind of one of the, you know, consensus top picks. You know, he's still got to play, uh, you know, in some ways. I mean, he may not, you know, the argument could be made that he does, his year doesn't matter at all. But it probably does. If he goes out and, and stinks this year, it's going to hurt his stock. And he doesn't have that money in the bank yet. Tyler Murray's football really has nothing to do with his, his earnings, you know, his future earnings or his earnings that he's getting right now. And so it's, an, it's a different scenario than, you know, what we usually see in football where, yeah, a guy might be protecting his draft stock. But, you know, he's going to go on and play that same sport. This is totally different.
0: Who do you have Texas beating in the conference title game?
1: I'm going to go West Virginia. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do like them. I think they're, they're a good team. I mean, I, you know, I, I was guilty last year of overlooking Oklahoma when it was so obvious. And, and I can see that the safe pick, as you kind of said, too, the safe pick is Oklahoma. They, they've won the conference the last two years. They've got probably the most talent. They've got a good young head coach. Um, but, I, you know, I've been, I've been fairly safe with a lot of my picks. Michigan, I guess, maybe is a little bit. Eh, but I feel like, you know, you got to take a chance somewhere, and I'm going to take it in the Big 12.
0: Which means, spoiler alert, he's not taking it in the SEC. Neither am I. No, I'm not. No, I'm if, if not. You've, if you've talked college football with me, ever basically or if you've listened to the last two years yeah i have picked alabama to play georgia in the (coughs) conference title game and before we used to record i would pick alabama to play georgia in the conference title game and this year i am picking alabama to play georgia in the conference title game and the funny thing is uh they still haven't played in the conference title game
1: Uh, they did play last year in the national championship game but they uh all those times you picked them, it hasn't happened. Um, I'm picking the same thing. I, I feel like um, sort of sort of like what I said about the uh, ACC, what is it, the Atlantic, right? I always have trouble remembering the divisions. Yeah, the Atlantic no, with fun, Clemson. Yeah. yeah. Um, both of these divisions are ones that I'd say 80% plus chance that Alabama and Georgia will, will win them. Um, there's always the possibility, you know, of of somebody, like I said, I mean, you know, you have, you know, some injuries, you have, you know, you lose two in a row and you lose the tiebreaker. I mean, Alabama last year was undefeated until the last game of the year. They lost and they lost the tiebreaker, so they didn't go to the title game. So, you know, weird things happen sometimes in those division races. But uh, to me, they're they're clearly the two best teams in the conference. And honestly, I find it hard. Like the more interesting question I think here is if you're going to pick – Someone to threaten either in each division. Who would you pick? Uh, I mean, I, for me, I guess it's Auburn in the West. In the East, I, I guess it's probably South Carolina. But I, I, I'm not. I don't really think they got that great of a chance.
0: I agree with Auburn. I think Auburn's really good, and the problem is their quarterback, who is good, and who we will mm-hmm. see at home yes, we will. against yeah. Texas and m I. I don't think is as good as the two Alabama quarterbacks. And, yeah, and if something I, happens to sit him, their season is done.
1: I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of heat on him this year because you know, they lost the top two running backs. Now, Pettway was out most of the year last year anyway, but carry on Johnson was a huge part of everything they did and they're both gone now. And so they're still going to run the ball. That's, you know, it's just how that offense is, but there's going to be more pressure on him. I, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was, you know, I had high expectations for him last year based on what he did at Baylor, and I, I was a little underwhelmed. Like he wasn't bad, but I, I, just, um, I didn't love what I saw when things got tough. When, when you know, when the pressure got the highest, um, he, he seemed to struggle with pass rush, which is a huge thing. You know, if you if you can't handle good, you know, good pass rush, you're probably not going to be able to win a national title because um, Alabama and Georgia are both going to bring it at you. And and the thing to remember about them, you know, last year when they made their run, they had Georgia and Alabama at home. That means this year it's the opposite. they got to play them both on the road in the last three weeks of the season. And even if they're undefeated going into that, which I don't think they will be, that's a hard stretch to get through with even one and one. I mean, I, I would not expect them to win either one of those games.
0: Georgia... Wound up with what ESPN called the, the top recruiting class in the country. Yeah. Kirby Smart comes from the Nick Saban school where he doesn't have that loyalty thing to play. <laughs> and, and if if Smart has that, I think that you could see some freshmen playing for Georgia this year.
1: Sure, sure. But, and they'll be an interesting... Uh, with quarterback as well. You know, Justin Fields was kind of the one and one A with Trevor Lawrence. And he comes in there, and it'll, it'll be very interesting to see how much he plays. Uh, do, you know, if Jake Fromm struggles at all, do you, you know, do you have any sort of controversy on your hands there? Because he's thought to be, you know, the next big thing. And, and uh, Fromm had a great year, but now you've got the new next big thing. And, that, you know, it's always interesting how that dynamic plays out when the, when the new kid comes in.
0: Well, and Smart's clearly not afraid to go with the new guy, um, right quarterback. He said that. Yeah, you know, I mean, Fromm was really good, don't get me wrong. You know, he he easily could have won a national championship last year. But, uh, you know, the the pressure will stay on. I
1: think that's that's kind of the Alabama model. You know, you don't rest on your laurels. You saw Jalen Hurts as a true freshman. He lit the world on fire. And, you know, and then last year's championship game, he got benched. Because you know the feeling is, hey, if you're not producing, there's somebody else who can, and that's what I think. You know, they're start, they're trying to build in Georgia, which is yeah, great. You had a good freshman year. You better keep it up as a sophomore. We got somebody else who can step in for you.
0: Who do you think wins the Alabama job? Or do you think that I it's think it'll actually? Be Tua. Really? I, I think it'll be Tua. Yeah, I do. I, I think I think
1: um, you know I think the move to go to him at halftime was the acknowledgement that. It's sort of like what I said about Trevor Lawrence and why I think he'll get that job. I think Saban is a smart coach. You know, I don't like him, but he, you can't argue that he's—he's a, he's a good coach. And and I think uh, I think he realized, hey, if we're going to win a national championship, we got to have a quarterback who can throw. And I think he knew what happened the year before when Jalen Hurts couldn't consistently throw the ball, and they—you know—they couldn't convert a third down to save their lives in that second half against Clemson, and they were struggling badly in that first half and. I think he saw that, you know, we've we got to go with this kid. And I, and I think, you know, unless he gets hurt, I think it'll be his job. And I think maybe they'll find a way to use Hurts. Maybe they'll find some packages for him. Um, you know, maybe use him as a runner type of thing. Maybe, you know, try to get him in as a receiver and try to, you know, get him ready for the NFL because he's not an NFL quarterback. I mean, if he, if he wants to go play in the NFL, he's going to probably have to change positions anyway. Um, but I think two will be the quarterback. You know. I, think,
0: I think you could see some goal line and some two point stuff for Hertz, uh, yeah. or both, or both of them on the field at the same time. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's too slight to be a running back, so I doubt you will see him make a Trey Burton like throw. Probably not. No, no. I mean, I guess not full time running back. I
1: could see him, uh, I guess, like what you were saying, where you know they're both in the back. You, you know, you have some packages where he plays quote unquote running back. But he's, you know, he's not going to get 15 carries game. One, they got they got too many other good running backs to give him that many. But two, he's he's probably not big enough to take that toll.
0: I've got Alabama over Georgia, but watch out for me to change that pick. Still Alabama Georgia, but maybe Georgia wins next season. Okay, but this okay. season okay. it's still Alabama for me. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, I think I have the same. Um, you know, I, I like Georgia. I think Georgia, you know, could potentially get to the playoff too. But um, again, I, I, you know, kind of said it when we were talking about the Big Ten. I think it's easier to see two teams getting in when they don't play each other in the playoff. Now, if they both go undefeated and, and it's a, you know, it's a perfect storm, you know, great game, you know, that type of thing. I suppose you could see it. But I don't think they'll both go undefeated. It's 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 just hard. It's hard to get through a season twelve and zero. Um, you know, you you have that one week where things don't go right. It happened with both of them last year, um, and and I think that'll probably happen again. But I, I think they'll be there, and I think Alabama will win. Um, I you know I was high on Tua last year, still am uh, after after the title game. No reason to back off. What I you know from what I saw in that one half of football, it will be interesting to see you know, he's only played one meaningful half of football, and yet he's one of the favorites, you know, in Vegas to win the Heisman, which is kind of crazy. Uh, you know, so can he Can he keep up the, the you know, the level of play and, and play like that consistently when now teams will have a little bit of a book on him and be prepared for him?
0: To be clear, if you are on the list of guys who might win the Heisman right now, you're not winning the Heisman. We've seen that. Well,
1: that seems to be the case lately. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's been... Uh, yeah, I mean, aside from Mariota a few years ago Being one of the preseason favorites has not been a, a good thing Although Mayfield, I guess, to a certain extent was um, You know, not not one of the like leading candidates But certainly was on the radar But yeah, as far as like, the guy who was preseason one or two or three Mariota's really the only one in the last maybe seven, eight years It seems like, that actually won
0: Yeah, usually those guys get invited
1: and don't win Yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, it will be interesting. I mean, I think, you know, two is going to go in with a lot of hype, more hype than than any Alabama quarterback really has had. Um, I mean, in all this run, they have not had great quarterback play. They've had good, you know, good enough, obviously, but never a superstar quarterback. And, and he may be the first if he continues to play like he did in that second half, obviously.
0: Matt and I will be back. We're going to talk some more college football. We're going to come at you with NFL picks. We're going to go through ASU's entire schedule under the new leadership model. That's right. And uh, before you know it, we'll be actually talking about games that happen.
1: Real games. Real games. Yeah, five weeks from today is the first full Saturday of college football. So it is, it's right around the corner. Every team's in training camp. Every, co- every conference has had their media day. It's, it's that time.
0: So, we'll be here to get you ready for it. I'm not saying that what we're saying is going to be accurate, but you'll at least have some talking points. Some now. of it
1: will be, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like, you know, we're bound to trip into some things that are right.
0: Even a stop clock is right. A couple That's times right. A day. That's so, right.
1: That's right. Yes.
0: Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.